Nature's first green is gold, her hardest hue to hold, her early leaves of flower, but only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf, so Eden sank to grief. So dawn goes down to day, nothing gold can stay. <sighs> that was a poem by Robert Frost. And I know you're thinking, okay, why did I choose this poem to open up this episode? It'll make a lot of sense if you know that I'm talking about the outsiders in this episode. And basically, I'm trying to convince y'all to read it. But in addition to that, for any of you listeners who have read it, I'm going to try to explore some characters that are deeply misunderstood and some explore like certain themes a little bit deeper than what I touched on briefly in the last episode because the last episode was just a hot mess um I went from like Lexio Divina type stuff to let's try to not spoil this book but also make people want to read it but then it also sounds kind of like well maybe maybe I gave a little too much information or maybe I didn't give enough or maybe so basically in the last episode when I was trying to explain a little bit about the premise of the story I was kind of struggling because I didn't want to give away a lot that's why I turned to Goodreads and I was like okay whatever they say has to be good enough because you know Goodreads is, has a good reputation and I just took Goodreads premise summary type thing and I'd read it off to you guys and honestly I don't think that it was the best representation of the book whatsoever I don't think if I mean if I heard that and I had no idea what you were talking about I probably probably would have been like what how would you find that interesting or appealing and I think if people really truly understood I guess the weight of the story and the meaning that just the deepness in the story I think they probably would have liked it or maybe been intrigued by the thought of this story if that makes sense so I'm trying to redeem myself from the previous episode because I wasn't really happy with some of the stuff like the way I was explaining things and there are certain characters and stuff that I want to explore more but this episode is actually a spoiler episode I'm sorry y'all if you haven't I mean if you don't care and you really just want to know more about this book and you're kind of like I don't care what I find out it doesn't matter to me because I'm not going to read it then that's okay and maybe or maybe this maybe you want to know because you want to know is this something I want to read kind of deal but I'm just warning you in advance and I am warning you that there's going to be spoilers in this episode so if you have no desire whatsoever to read this book or watch the film then that's okay and you still want to listen that's fine but if you know that you're going to I advise you to not listen to this because I don't I don't want to ruin anything I don't want to put my ideas and my thoughts out there when I really should let you experience those feelings experience your own thoughts while reading this because my thought process and my the feelings that I experienced while reading this are probably going to be different than yours but 
I'm not going to be like telling you every little juicy thing about this book that, you know, is going to totally give away the book. So, I mean, there's going to be spoilers, but nothing that's kind of like, I'm basically telling you the entire book, if that makes sense. So, I feel like that poem, I was like, should I share that poem with you guys or not? I chose to share this poem with you guys because this is something that I feel like you could take and apply to the book in such a beautiful way because it's used in the book and it's mentioned again later on a certain part of it is and the conversation that these two characters have is in the at this specific part in this chapter let me figure out what chapter this is in so you can kind of look out for it it's chapter five so it's pretty early on there's about i believe there's 12 chapters in this book they're fairly long chapters but there's 12 chapters in this book and in chapter five about midway through uh, um in chapter five we have this conversation between two characters the narrator pony boy curtis who also goes just by by pony and then we also have johnny cade um and so johnny is pony boy's close friend and of course this conversation starts between the two of them and um they're they're talking about this the sun rising you know it's morning and it says the dawn was coming then all the lower valley was covered with mist and sometimes little pieces of it broke off and floated away in small clouds the sky was lighter in the east and the horizon was a thin golden line the clouds changed from gray to gray to gray to pink and the mist was touched with gold there was a silent moment when everything held its breath and then the sun rose it was beautiful and then they're kind of talking about how they never really i mean well johnny's talking about how he never was kind of like he never really looked at this type of stuff and never really paid attention to it before and um and then johnny says the mist was what was pretty um all gold and, and silver and he's trying to like explain it and like trying to like remember all the colors he saw and stuff and then out of nowhere pony boy says nothing gold can stay and johnny's like what the heck are you talking about <laughs> he just says what and of course pony boy just recites his entire poem while they're watching the sunrise and um and then he's kind of explaining you know how he still remembers this poem and he said that he kind of it stuck with him because he never quite got what Robert Frost meant by this poem like what he was saying and then another like the rest of the conversation kind of like continues and that's kind of that but that scene is just so moving especially in cinematic form that you're like oh my goodness i just got all these like warm fuzzy feelings and it's like you need to hold tightly on to that part because essie hinton does a wonderful job at foreshadowing things sometimes she'll dangle little things in front of you and you're kind of like what's the meaning of this 
and then later on you'll be like oh my goodness like maybe two pages later you'll see that exact thing come again um that happens I know for sure at a certain part in the book that I don't want to exactly give away but I think if you were reading it very closely and paying attention you could tell oh Ponyboy was saying what if this happened and then oh my goodness and he was just kind of throwing it out there and then sure enough it happened so there's just there's a lot of really deep themes in this story that you could go on and on and on about and maybe that's one of the reasons why it's actually required reading in certain schools because of how deep it is and how it's a story not only built on friendship but also built on character growth um, and is built on these very unique themes and like I said even in the previous episode like I was telling you guys about how I even feel like there are there's secretly religious themes found in this story and this part's gonna be okay no I'm not gonna spoil this because this is a very very big thing so I'm not gonna say what I have to say about this very important religious analogy type thing that I have because it would give away a lot okay (laughs) but and I did say I was gonna share some spoilers but I just don't think that I feel comfortable sharing that spoiler if that makes sense so I think for now we're just gonna analyze that poem okay because you know me I love to analyze stuff and I'll read something over and over and over again and still be so in love with it. I've been doing that with that Bible verse. um, The one about sorrow and laughter and how sorrow makes the heart grow wiser. Um, The one I kind of touched on in, in like, was in the previous podcast episode towards the beginning when I was talking about I think it was verse 3 of chapter 7 in Ecclesiastes where it says like something about how like laughter is good but like sorrow makes the heart grow wiser and that really stuck with me and honestly I don't I mean pretty much every day since last week that I've read that I've been reading that over and over and over again and it just keeps on coming back to me because I've honestly have been feeling very crummy mentally for the past week to two weeks and a lot of it has to just be feeling drained and just a lot of stuff happened with my job and other things and it's just and it's been constant go 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 even when I was on my vacation last week so I think the past few weeks and I you know even the next few weeks are going to be very crazy for me so I think not only am I just mentally drained I'm also just kind of feeling this heavy weight in my chest for some reason and so that's why I've been turning a lot to that specific bible verse because like laughter is good but I'm reminding myself that the sorrow that I feel for no reason at times is good because it's making my heart grow wiser So, basically, 
there's nothing wrong in reading something over and over and over again or or just even praying the same prayer over and over and over again because it's 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 such a beautiful feeling that I cannot describe but it's just like that consolation that you feel and it's like that favorite blanket you had when you were little that you can always use you know what I mean like you know it's always there for you and you would always you know I guess like wrap it around you tightly or hold it tightly anytime you were scared if that makes sense like that's kind of how I feel with certain prayers or certain bible verses or certain quotes um or lines in a book that really stick out to me and that happens a lot with songs or even certain scenes in films well I where I will experience those type of feelings and I could watch a scene over and over again I could read a line from a book over and over again and still experience those same feelings that I had like the first time I read it or I watched it or I you know I guess I listened to this part of the song or whatever and it stuck out to me because I know that there was a certain reason why that stuck out to me and that sometimes God just allows certain things to stick out to us for a very important reason. Sometimes we don't know it yet. So when I turn back to certain things and I just do it over and over again without even realizing it at the time, usually later on I'll be like, man, it made sense that I was turning to that because I was going through this or this ends up, ended up happening to me and I just didn't realize that that's what I needed to hear. And sometimes like what I wish I could hear from from people around me or even from myself because I could be my worst critic is what I hear a fictional character say to another character in a book or I hear from a movie or something like sometimes something that I wish someone would tell me personally is stuff that I end up hearing from a book a fictional book and you're kind of like well I mean it's not the same but you know God still works in a beautiful unique way and honestly recently I noticed how I have from an early age have used certain things like films and movies and even books as a way of coping with um, anxiety and sleeping problems and stuff that I've had literally since I was a child like a young child and it really hit me recently. I was like, wow, that all makes sense. That's one of the reasons why I feel things so differently than my family members and why I always turn back to these things. And I'm so passionate about writing and I'm so passionate about literature and I'm so passionate about music. And when I'm able to like incorporate all those things into one and have that sometimes like shown on a screen in a film in a very beautiful, aesthetic, cinematic way that I'm like breathtaking and like sometimes I will experience something I need to like I'll experience feelings from watching a film even though I'm like I know this is totally fake but I'll get those feelings just just by like reading something or analyzing something or listening to something or watching something in a very special way that I know is like God trying to speak to me in a unique way and honestly that's something that I have found through this book in particular 
and I've talked a lot about Narnia and how that has affected me as a person and how literally everything I have read in that book especially certain characters have brought me healing that I never knew I needed um answers I never knew I needed but it was totally a god thing and I'm not kidding it was totally a god thing and that's why I love it so much because it's so christ-centered not only is the book christ-centered but just even my experience with it is christ-centered because god i know for sure that god has made me a better person because of this book and then you know when i'm thinking about like the outsiders and stuff you're kind of like well then like how does that affect you as a person if you've never been in a situation like them or you've never um i just don't know how to describe it but i might not have been in a situation similar to any of these characters but what's this is here this is where this really deep theme comes into play we're not all that different we might come from different social classes we might come from different backgrounds we might grow up having a good life but still have a nagging feeling that something's right that something's missing and will want to fill that void with something else and we have all experienced that before whether we think we are in the inside of society or we feel like we're living on the outskirts of society whatever it may be you know i personally have always felt like I've been living on the outskirts of society, even though, like, sure, I'm prob, I'm probably in a like a decent class, you know. But what I mean by the outskirts of society, I mean that I've never felt like I have truly belonged somewhere. I mean, sure, I have at certain points in my life, but I've always questioned that and. I think one of the beautiful things about being a Catholic, though, is that you're never living on the outskirts is because you're always welcomed in no matter who you are, no matter what. And that's the beautiful thing about the church is there's no inside or outside. It's just you're in there's you're, there's no division whatsoever. But I think when we're thinking it in secular terms and just how we might feel on a day-to-day basis by encountering people or encountering situations and stuff i have always felt like the odd one out in the world just because of things that i believe in and things that i stand up for like i would probably be considered an outsider in the sense that i stand up for things like um the pro-life movement you know like nowadays it's it's cool and it's in to let people believe whatever they want to believe and not have any moral standards whatsoever and personally i know that that's not right that's not right for me that's not right for society because that leads to brokenness and i feel like sometimes the most broken people are the ones that buy into those lies 
buy into the lies that you have to be this or that or that you have to that you have everything you know they have everything therefore they need nothing but in truth do they really have everything you know like I don't really know how to explain that but there is a certain character in this book um Randy that I do feel like can be slightly misunderstood at times people either love him or people either hate him and I kind of put Randy and Cherry side by side and again like you either love Cherry or you either hate Cherry in this book okay I honestly especially after a conversation I had on the phone with a friend last night like we both were in the same boat for a lot of stuff but especially for this we feel very strongly about this we were like if we were in her situation would we have acted the way she would have heck yes if we were in randy's situation would we have acted the way he 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 did heck yes and honestly just because they were in a nicer class of society and they and it looked like they had it all together they were human too and they had those things that weighed them down in their lives those things that made them wish that they were someone else because we've even those people who seemed like like those people who seemed like the insiders were really outsiders too you know and I think we've all felt like that in our lives before I know I have in different ways mainly kind of like in what I believe in and what I stand up for I do feel like I'm I I would be on the outskirts of society in terms of I don't agree with these people I don't believe in what they say are good is good now because it's not because people have redefined what is good and I know that that's not what this story is talking about but it could easily be applied to your own life in that way if that makes sense. So basically I want to summarize my thoughts a little bit more on this book and some of the characters and then just conclude the episode because I don't want to ramble on and on and on about it because like I said I cannot do it justice whatsoever um you're just gonna have to experience it yourself because that's the best way that you can possibly understand what I where I'm coming from and what I'm trying to tell you because this book unlocked a part of me I had like a part of me and my heart and feelings that I had never encountered before and it's like God used this book in a unique way to open up a little compartment in my heart that I had no idea was there and I know that you're saying like okay But why? Why do you feel that this book means to you? Like, means something to you? And why does it have a special place, you know? And why is it up there with Narnia? You guys know that I have a lot of feelings towards Narnia because, like I said previously, like, it's brought me healing in such a unique way. But I feel like the outsiders 
didn't really bring me healing, but it brought me answers. It brought me consolation. And it allowed me to realize certain things about myself and society and made me step back and look at my life through a different lens, if that makes sense. And that's not something you get when you're reading a book that's mainly intended for children and is fantasy, like, you know, Narnia. When you're reading a story that could very well be true, it plays differently in your head and you're going to experience different feelings if that makes any sense whatsoever so that's kind of how I felt while reading it and you can see that it's still affecting me in that same way now um and it's just something that I can't quite describe or put into words and I've tried to before as you can tell I'm kind of struggling here um but it definitely does mean a lot to me. And I think it is a good book that everyone should read. Lastly, I'm going to open up a little bit about um, the characters in this book because that is a big part of the story. The re- this story is is mainly character driven. You know, there is definitely a very intense plot and there's a very intense climax and there's always rising and falling, like slightly rising and slightly falling climax climaxes. They're they're kind of mini climaxes here and there that are all pointing towards one big climax. And while there's rising and falling action, as writers, you know, authors describe it as, we're still, it's all still leading to one big climax. And so while it still follows the basic rules of storytelling, there it is, it is very much a character-driven story because it's, not only is it being told to you by one of the characters, it's also, um, I feel like you do get to experience a bit of what each character is experiencing. And it's a book where you can easily place yourself in the character's shoes, even if you might not know exactly what it's like to be in their situation. I can guarantee you that you will feel like you are them if that makes sense and of course there's always going to be like that one character that kind of sticks out to you and you find yourselves relating to the most and for me obviously that was pony boy curtis and i really 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 could put myself in his shoes and i think it was part of it had to do with essie hinton's style of writing and how she just you could tell that she put herself into this character 
And I think that just made it very easy to put yourself in this character too. And you know a story is good. And I've talked about this many times. My writing teachers have stressed this to me a lot. Um, Not just, you know, to me, but like my entire class. And they were saying, because there's like two writing teachers for this class. um, You know, it's in stories that are, I mean, kind of character driven. I mean, all stories are character driven in a sense. Um... And, you know, there's all stories that are plot-driven, you know, because you have to have a plot. You have to have characters. But, of course, one thing might be more um, more obvious than the other. Um, one thing will get more spotlight than the other. I mean, every story, like, you have to create a really good, solid protagonist and antagonist. Your protagonist could could be a group of people if it wanted to, if you wanted it to be. Your antagonist can be a group of people. Your antagonist can be nature. It can be um, animals. You know, it could be. It's very interesting because you always think of an antagonist as a villain, like one villain person, but you could have a story about three men that are being chased after a bear in the woods and you know what I mean so every story is in a sense character driven and plot driven but I do feel that the outsiders is very character driven based off of the character arcs that each character goes through and it's very obvious um some characters will go through a big change some not so much but I do feel like every character in this story has a deep purpose and every character I feel like I view every character as equals in this story and I know people might not agree with that whatsoever because there's a lot of people that hate this character named Cherry, um, and so I think, you know, that's where people might start disagreeing with me, but I do feel like I see Hinton did a wonderful job at making a story about people who don't feel like they're equals, realize that they're not so different from each other, as you as they think they are and kind of places them all equally together whether that whether they deny it or not you know and the characters most certainly want to deny it they're not all that different you know and I think Essie Hinton does an amazing job I keep saying that um literally everything she does but she does an amazing job at making sure that every character in this story has a purpose and every character goes through some sort of change whether it's good or bad and that every character is basically it made me view them as all equals even though this story is not about equals because it's literally called the outsiders because they literally feel like they are 
living on the outskirts of society. You know, they don't feel like they belong. But what if we all are outsiders? You know, what if there really is no such thing as being on the inside, you know, fitting in with society? What if we all really are outsiders and we haven't really found our our place? Because what if we're not meant to, you know? And that's this is where kind of another religious theme to me comes in, was we're not meant to fit in, okay? We're not meant to feel like we belong because we're not made for this world. We never were. So in a sense, God creates us all as outsiders and it's our duty to embrace that and realize that in this life and make good choices so that way we will eventually be able to die, meet God face to face, and hopefully go to heaven where we will finally belong. You know, we will finally feel like we belong because that's where we were meant to go. That's where, where we were meant to be because if Adam and Eve didn't sin and original sin didn't come into this world, you know, that would have been our home from the start. But it's not. And we can see that the weight of original sin and how it has brought violence and it's brought division, you know, and this story revolves around division, you know, and if you have read like West Side Story, that story revolves around division. And of course, that story is based off of Romeo and Juliet, which is a very old story that is based off of division, you know, and you know, there's even rumors that Shakespeare was um, secretly Catholic. Um, I did some research and I've taken a class where we read, Mac- was it Macbeth? Yeah, we read Macbeth and my teacher was giving us a lot of background on Shakespeare and stuff. And um, he was talking about how Shakespeare was secretly Catholic, which is really cool. And I think it would be really fun to talk about some authors that might have been secretly Catholic based off of their their writing and how you can tell they were. Um, It's actually touched on in a book by Professor Joseph Pierce, who I've mentioned before. I, um, and in this, I think the book is titled like literature every catholic should know and i think it maybe it's like authors every catholic should know i can't remember and of course um it mentions lewis who wasn't a catholic right um but he's there's certain things that he believed in that the catholic church teaches that you know protest even though like he was a protestant he believed in things that certain things that catholics believe in um, so Lewis was kind of like an honorary mention in there and he did get his own section. Jane Austen is one. I loved reading that. Anyways, I'm going on and on about a topic that's not really related, but like I said, um, just that whole theme of division that we can see, um, you know, we see it in our society today, you know, even like in currently right now in our world, it is just everywhere you know it's at 
church it's at the grocery store it and it's sad and it breaks my heart and I think it just this the quote that comes to mind is like a Dr. Seuss quote and it's like you're not born to stand to you I'm totally butchering this guys but it's like you know you're not born to stand in you were born to stand out right and maybe it's not so bad being an outsider after all because what if we all really are outsiders I don't know if any of that made sense and any of that was coherent but that's kind of how I feel and I said I was going to talk a little bit more about the characters which I feel like I do need to do so I'm going to talk a little bit more about some characters so this is where I'm going to mention Dallas Winston oh dally dally um so this character okay People will, I feel like most people like him, but people will either love him or hate him. You know, there are some characters in this book that people will either love or people will either hate. I honestly found myself kind of disliking Dally at first and for the longest time. And it might have just been because when I first started watching the movie before I had even read the book. Keep in mind that I haven't finished watching the film. I haven't seen the last 20 minutes of the film. And my dad and I, my dad got me the complete novel version of the film. So it adds an addition, twi- additional like 25-ish minutes. And I, I had about 25 minutes left of the original film, not the complete novel version. So I basically have like about 50 minutes worth of content that I haven't seen um, in film form. Um, So keep in mind that. But um, I think when I was watching the film, most of the film, because I never got to finish it, with my dad, well, actually, my dad ended up leaving the room because he had to go do something. So while I was watching it by myself and stuff, I found myself kind of disliking Dally a lot okay and I think it wasn't until I picked up the book and I read it that I really started to feel so much pity for this character and one of the reasons why is because this character is the Judas of the story okay he has done everything illegal on the planet on planet earth and he's only like 18 okay guys um but you know he he doesn't think his old man cares about him you know i mean he never ever has you know and um so he's basically just lived his whole life running just and he seems like the type of person that doesn't have a breaking point the type of person that could just keep on running because that's what he does he runs he runs away um and you start to see this character slowly show that he does have good in him 
he does really care and and it just to see that character start to basically you can have you start to have hope for this character um but he felt like he could never be good but he could and he was you know he was gallant he was good and he was the one that chose not to believe that and personally that didn't hit me until I read the book and I really started thinking about this character and I think that he, he again can be a misunderstood character because he was misunderstood by his friends for the longest time he's misunderstood by the narrator Ponyboy Curtis and I think maybe because maybe I did have a little cold shoulder turn to Dally because I felt so much like I, I really put myself in in Pony's shoes when I read it so at first everything that like you know, all of Pony's thoughts about Dally were basically mine. And that's how I felt when I was watching the film, you know? Um, I was like, I just, at first, I was just like, I don't know. But then when you really, really, really start to see where this character is coming from, that's where you start to be like, wow, he's Judas, you know? He had good in him. All he had to do was say that, acknowledge that, and not give up and not say that it was hopeless. But he went off the deep end, and, and but he could have, you know? And that's something that just weighed heavily on my heart because I realized wow there's people out there like Dally there are Dallies in the world that are gallant people that have a heart of gold that have good in them but think that they are unworthy of God's love and unworthy of forgiveness unworthy to start again and that just broke my heart guys and it continues to do so because I realize, wow, there are a lot of dallies in our world. And as someone that is has struggled with scrupulosity, which is definitely something that like Dally would not struggle with, if you know what I mean. Um, but as someone has who has struggled with scrupulosity for the past several months, like I and it's just getting worse for me. Um I have felt that moment where I feel unworthy of God's love and for his, and of his mercy. I I know that I I I'm, you know, I know that I am worthy, but so often I am made to feel like I am not, you know. And while I can't really relate to this character as much as maybe other people can you know other people who have done things that they deeply regret 
done things to numb the pain, who feel like they're unworthy of God's mercy and his love, unworthy of that, and they feel like they're, they've gone too far, and that it's pointless. I mean, I have also felt that in my own way, my own unique way, in the sense that I have felt that, but in a way like every little thing that I do, even if it's extremely minor, is like a mortal sin, which can be so, which can really put a weight on your, your heart and, um, but not just your heart. I feel like mainly your soul, you know, because like that's your life. Um, and so I feel like this character, Dally, Dallas Winston is a character that And my dad was the one who pointed this out. He was the one who told me, he's like, man, someone needs to write a book about the religious themes in The Outsiders. He said, if you look at it and you think about it, he said, Dali was the Judas of the story. He had good in him, right? But he thought he was too far gone. And because of that, he turned out like Judas, And I was like, oh my goodness, you know? And honestly, to me, (laughs) my dad was like telling me, he was like, Professor Joseph Pierce should write it. And I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, yes, that would be amazing, but I want to do it. Okay, that rant was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Um, And I thought I was going to share a little bit more about why I was able to put myself in the narrator's shoes so easily um it's not only because of se hinton's writing style but it also has to do with the fact that um soda his older brother points out his second older brother um he's not the oldest but points out that pony boy feels things differently and that hit me hard because i was like that's me, you know? I feel things way differently than any of my family members do, especially my siblings. And I just think it's really funny because I don't know why, but I could see this story so vividly in my head. It felt so real and it just came to life. And it just, for me, I was really able to connect with the main character um, because I felt the same way in the sense that I feel things way differently than my the rest of my family. And I've always kind of been a deep thinker. <laughs> and, um, you know, I... I have always had my head up in the clouds. And I feel like I'm a decent student. I've had to try really hard and it doesn't come easy, but I'm a decent student. But, you know, when I have my head up in the clouds, maybe I'm not the most... (laughs) decent student um but honestly 
there's nothing wrong with having your head up in the clouds at times, you know, because the those are the dreamers. Those are the people that have big dreams and that want to go places and have the determination to do so. And those are the people that watch a movie and immediately connect with the storyline. Those are the people that feel things deeply. You know, we're we're the empaths. We're the ones that I don't know how to describe it. But I think you'll get what I mean if you read the book or if you have read the book, you'll get where, what I mean and where I'm coming from. Uh, and what's funny too is that Pony is in track and my parents, I actually wanted to do track for a while and my parents were like, we should put her in track because I was always really tall for my age really long legs, still have, I mean, I still have pretty long legs, but I am average in height now, but when I was younger, I was way above average in height, and so I, and I would do that, I mean, I would just run, and when I would run, I would run, and sometimes my friends and I would do, like, races and things for fun, and I I, you know, I would literally just go and there was no stopping me. So I, while I never did track, I was this close to doing so. So I think that's just like some little random fact about me um, that I guess kind of relates to Pony, but that's just something very, 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 very minor. (laughs) But I love what Derry says to him at the beginning. Derry is his older brother. Um, his real name's Daryl, but he goes by Derry. Um, it's Ponyboy's oldest brother. He says, he was like, it's always movies and books and books and movies and stuff. And um, and then like he's got like, can you think about something else for once in your life? I'm I'm not kidding, but my family has <laughs> said something along the lines to me before and I'm like I know they don't mean harm but I'm also kind of like excuse me like you don't understand that like you don't understand how these things are ways of me coping you know and I can't describe that to them in a great way because I'm not the best with words and in addition to that I mean, I feel things differently than them, so it's like, what's the point of trying to describe how I feel if they will never be able to understand it, you know? So, that's just, I mean, they they do, I could tell that they really do try to understand, but I'm probably just too confusing, and sometimes I can be like a walking contradiction, so that's another thing that is just kind of, that's just me, you know, and I'm just embracing me. If any of this makes sense whatsoever, you know, 
I hope, I hope it does, um, but, you know, I, I do feel that this story has a very special place in my heart, you know, and it's different than what I have experienced with Narnia, and I do feel like it has allowed me to grow as a person and see kind of like you can never, you never know where someone is coming from, you know, and this story really does display that. You never know what some, what something, like, you never know what someone is going through, and you never know how that person is being affected by those things, you know, and how they are trying to cope with those things. Because we've all been there, you know, we've all used different ways of coping. We've all used different ways of numbing the pain and distracting ourselves. You know, some of us hide it with a smile and with girls and with cars, as Soda says. And, you know, we may appear drunk on just plain living, but not all of us are like that, you know. Some of us cope in very different ways, you know. Some of us are, like, I don't know how to describe it, but maybe some of us cope like... Maybe we cope like pony. You know, maybe some of us, I mean, I know I do. <laughs> I most certainly do. Um, books and movies. Movies and books. There's just certain things that pull very, maybe, I don't know how to describe it, but pull strings in our hearts that we, that that make us experience these different feelings and realize different things about ourselves and the world and how we view the world and how the world might view us based off of our where we stand and what we believe in. And I do think that we all have felt and have been an outsider at some point in our life. Whether we acknowledge it or not, we truly have. And even though it was the greasers who felt like they were the outsiders. I mean, it was also the socias too, you know, like, because they were trying to find their own place and were doing that, you know, with different means and with different goals and such, but were they really all that put together to begin with? No. I mean, some of them most certainly are, like, but not everyone, you know? And then you have the people that are stuck in the middle that are, are, are kind of like, why can't we be okay with, you know, being ourselves and just embracing that and realize that everyone struggles you know that's kind of where the character cherry comes into play she's literally 
caught in the middle of the battlefield. I, that's how I would put it, is she's caught in the middle of the battlefield, and I think that this character is deeply misunderstood um, just because of the way that she treats Pony. And I think that if I were Cherry, I probably would have acted the same way. When I think about Cherry, I actually have some respect for her. And I think one of the reasons why I respect for her is because she had every reason to say the things that she did and feel the, th- the way that she felt. And you can't blame her for that. I know, like, she's a fictional character, but, like, um, there's people very much like cherries in the world, you know? Um, and I'd have to say that maybe I'm a bit of, I'm a bit like cherry myself, and I'm kind of scared to say that because there's a lot of people who hate this character, and I mean hate her to death. Um, but I do really feel like I could relate quite a bit to her in a way as well. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, if you have heard the song Homecoming Queen by Kelsey Ballerini, one of my friends pointed out that this song is basically made for Cherry. And I had heard this song if. I want to say it was like a few months ago a friend of mine sent it to me and this is a different friend a friend of mine sent it to me and said just out of the blue and it was pretty late at night and I was kind of going through some stuff and what's crazy is I didn't even really open up about it with her but you could tell that she kind of knew in a way and it was just really random and it felt like you know, God had told her to send me this song, and I, you know, heard it, and, um, I was kind of, like, okay, how does this apply to me, because she said that, you know, that she heard the song, and it reminded me, it reminded her of me, and I was like, homecoming queen, that, that would never be me, you know, (laughs) um, but the songs, I think, from, what I felt like and how I could relate to it is like even the homecoming queen cries is what she says in the line you know even the one that seems like they're perfect and have it all together and have it all you know are popular are skinny you know they're the cheerleader type you know this is like cherry like what I'm thinking of right now um you know that have a boyfriend or have money or a nice car and stuff you know even those people cry even those people don't have it all together you know because they're the ones sweeping it under a rug just as easily as you are if not more than you are and I do feel like this character is misunderstood because you know, they, she, I feel like she had the right to feel the way that she felt and behave the way that she behaved. And if you don't believe me, that's fine. That's your opinion. But that's just how I feel about this character because 
one of the reasons why all these characters stand out to me so much is because I have heard stories about people like these characters, like real life people like these characters. Um, I have met people like these characters. I mean, they're not entirely like them, but you know, I, I've met some people along the line of these characters. I mean, not like, they're, they're not like people that want to be juvenile delinquents, you know, I've never met anyone like that, um, but it's in a different way, you know, um, like, I feel like I've met a cherry in my life, for sure, um, I've met a soda, I've, I mean, you know, I relate a lot to Pony Boy, you know, but I also know some other people I can see that are, you know, pony boys in this world, but, um, there's some lines I want to read out loud because this is basically why I'm saying all that I'm saying about how we're not all that different after all, but it's a spoiler, so if you have read this book in this film and have seen the film, then you'll be okay with this. And here's a warning, because if you want to do it, I do not want to ruin it for you, but it will all click when it comes, so I just advise you to stop listening, because right now, I mean, the beginning, like, this episode hasn't really had any spoilers, so, um, I probably should not have been like, there's gonna be spoilers, really, the only thing I spoiled was, like, the poem, saying a little bit about Dally and about characters that are misunderstood, but I didn't even say exactly why these characters are misunderstood, I just kind of said they're misunderstood (laughs) so um it's literally the last chapter might even be the last page where pony boy says something and you're like oh my goodness um wow that just hit me deep I am almost there. <laughs> almost there. Here we go. And I apologize that it took me a little while to find it. Tell Dally. It was too late to tell Dally. Would he have listened? I doubted it. Suddenly, it wasn't only a personal thing to me. I could picture hundreds and hundreds of boys living on the wrong sides of cities. Boys with black eyes who jumped at their own shadows. Hundreds of boys who maybe watched sunsets and looked at stars and ached for something better. I could see boys going down under streetlights because they were mean and tough and hated the world. It was too late to tell them that they were there was still good in it. And they wouldn't believe you if you did. It was too vast a problem to be just a personal thing. There should be some help. Someone should tell them before it was too late. Someone should tell their side of the story. And maybe people would understand them. It wouldn't be so quick to judge a boy by the amount of hair oil he wore. It was important to me. I picked up the phone book and called my English teacher. And that, folks, probably has to be one of my favorite lines. Not my favorite. Well, one of my favorite, like, 
paragraphs in the entire book. I have a lot, but honestly, that has to probably be one of the best because... It's true, y'all. It's true, you know? Like, Ponyboy realized that there are more people out there that are being misunderstood, like him and like Dally, that need to know that it's not too late. And I just think, to me, that that's so beautiful. <laughs> right now I'm trying not to cry because I totally forgot about that <laughs> that part of the book I remember reading that and just my mind was blown you know and it's um the second to last page here I am like already feeling a lot of feelings while reading this book and I'm like no it's almost over and then I read this and I'm like dang that hit hard because y'all there are people out there in the world like this and maybe that's why S.E. Hinton decided to write this book. You know, I don't think that was really her intention entirely. And a lot of this started out with just her deciding to write a short story when she was 16 for a class um, about a boy get getting beaten up on the way home from school, you know. But it ended up turning out to something a lot bigger than that, something that... <laughs> has changed people that has touched people in such a unique beautiful way that is just I don't know how to explain it but it's like mind-boggling to me but like I think what she was trying to say there through Pony was that these characters these boys you know these seven boys are are misunderstood and there's people out there like these boys and there's even people out there like the socias you know like cherry and stuff that are misunderstood and you know cherry might be seen as one of the girls that you know is popular you know dad's got money got a nice car that she shows up to school in you know um but does she have it all together? You know, is she that different than anyone else? And then when you think about, you know, people like Dally, you know, he Pony wanted to tell all the Dallies in the world that it wasn't too late because he couldn't tell Dally, but he could tell somebody. He could tell somebody and he knew that that's what Johnny wanted. And honestly, that hit deep because I was like, wow, (laughs) this is like Pony's way of, of, of telling Dally it's, it's not too late. You know, it, it is too late, but maybe, maybe it's not, you know, and this is This is Pony's way of staying gold because, you know, that poem, Nothing Gold Can Stay, it's 
that I read at the beginning of this episode, you know, it's just to me, like, this is Johnny saying that we're all gold. We just have to stay gold. We can't lose the part of us that we know is golden. You know, that we know is made of gold. And we have to stay gold. We can't let that fade away. And maybe it's not too late. Maybe there really is still good in this world. And call me cheesy, call me crazy, call me pony boy if you will, okay? But I have felt something different than I've ever felt with this story, with these characters. And it's made me realize that we're all not that different after all. And as insecure, as confused, and as anxious and lonely as I have been my life, even though I have every reason not to feel that way and not to be that way, this book has reminded me what it means to stay gold. Because society tells me that nothing gold can stay, but God reminds me that it can. And it's not too late. And it never is and never will be. And to me, that is just something so beautiful and touching about this book that will never die. And I feel like everyone needs to read this book whether they think they should or not you know it might be a book that your english teacher forces you to read (laughs) um i know that's how a lot of people end up liking this book but trust me you know it trust me okay and i'm gonna read this last line also a spoiler so sorry but i got i have to share this You still have a lot of time to make yourself be what you want. There's still lots of good in the world. And I'm ending this podcast episode reminding you that there's still a lot of good in this world. That you still have time to make yourself be who you want to be. And that this is basically the message of this book. And that's why I feel like there's a lot of religious themes in this book. There's a lot more than we think there is. Even if it's not super obvious, because God always gives us a chance to try again. You know, he, every single day is a chance to try again. Every single day is a chance to make yourself be what you want. And God is the very reason why we should believe there's still lots of good in this world. Because he didn't create evil Evil is the absence of good. It's the result of sin. And I know that there is good in this world. And that you... That 
whoever's listening to this is gold. And I want you to stay gold. This is my way of spreading what Pony's spreading, you know? (laughs) What this fictional character wanted to spread at the end of this book with his with his paper that he that he had to write for his English class and honestly the next time I have to write a paper and I'm allowed to choose the topic you might be able to tell (laughs) what I might be writing it on because as you can tell this book has reminded me of things that I didn't know I needed to be reminded of. And it made me realize that maybe it's not so bad living on the outskirts of society. (laughs) Maybe it's not so bad because it's not too late and there's still a lot of good in this world. So stay gold, my friends, and that's something that I cannot stress enough. And I do apologize over the crazy length of this episode, but I do hope that I redeemed myself from the previous episode and I was able to do this book some justice. (laughs) All I have to say in the end, my friends, is that I highly, 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 highly recommend this. And the funny thing is, is that I read this book because I really wanted my dad to take me to the outsider's house in Tulsa. And he's like, well, I will, that would be really cool and all, because he mentioned that he's always wanted to go. But he was like, you've got to read the book first. I was like, fine. I mean, I really wanted to at this rate, obviously. (laughs) Um, And of course, little did I know that me just reading this, just because my dad was like, you should, you need to read it, um, ended up turning out as something as, wow, (laughs) I cannot describe the feelings that I've experienced with this book and how it has helped me to grow as a person, how I have matured because of this book. And what you're thinking is, are some of these characters acting a little immature? You know, sure, they're doing things that they shouldn't, you know, because they're not mature enough, but people, these characters have a lot that they've had to deal with in their life. You know, they've had a lot more worries than they used to. And honestly, the older you get, the more we, the more you start to feel that way, you know? Um, I want to say that, like, Derry's not one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Maybe just because I felt a little too... I-, I put myself a little too much in Ponyboy's shoes. His character really grew on me, and I think as the oldest sibling out of three, um, I did start to feel a lot of compassion towards Derry because... He is that character who who had a lot more worries than someone his age ought to have had, you know? And I've been told that I have as well, you know? I've, I worry about things I shouldn't. 
And I've always been that way. Um, I've, in a sense, I like to say that I grew up before it was my time. And I was, you know, part of me was a little too eager and part of me wasn't, you know. And even though I haven't had the weight of losing my parents and having to raise my two younger siblings and make sure that they don't get put into a boy's home or anything. (laughs) Well, I guess, you know, I have a sister and a brother, but you know what I mean. Um, It is still very... I mean, I can still see very well where he's coming from, you know. And I think all these characters, not only just Derry, just because he's the oldest, you know, I think all of these characters have had more worries than that they than they should have for people their age, for boys their age. And that can do a lot to a person's mental and even physical health. So I think that definitely does... I hope this gives y'all a better perspective on this book um, and that you choose to read it if you haven't already and if you have already read it or you're planning on doing so, like, I want to know your opinions on it um, because, as you can see, I could talk about it for quite a while and it definitely holds a special place in my heart that I can't quite describe, you know? Um, So basically, that's that's that, my friends. Um, I really hope that you're having an amazing week, and I want to remind y'all to stay gold.